Welcome to the Push-Pull Sales and Marketing Podcast. I'm Marcello. And I'm Sherry. And each episode will provide you with sales and marketing strategies that you can implement immediately into your own business. Our sponsor for this episode is Pipeliner. And today we're going to be talking about automation. We actually already recorded a podcast about automation, but you guys didn't hear it because the mic somehow got unplugged and... uh, It sounded like we were underwater because it was just the computer speaker picked us up. So we're doing round two um, a little bit later. That's what we get for trying to work ahead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I don't really even remember what we talked about last time. So uh, fresh for us as well. But when we talk about automation, um, I see a lot of this in the marketing realm, um, for better, for worse. I am a fan of it to some extent, for sure. Um, I think we can automate certain things and free up a lot of time for ourselves and, you know, making sure that we're putting our time and energy into things that are going to give us the most bang for our buck. Um, I think it's very difficult (laughs) that in digital marketing and content marketing, how much you have to put out on a daily basis, not weekly, not monthly, on a daily basis. You have to be switching it up. You have to be aware of what's going on. Um, You know, it's a lot. It's a lot to be pushing out and to be monitoring. So we'll talk a little bit about um, a couple tools that you can use, a couple tools that I use myself. Um, And then Marcelle, you know, I'm sure you have some stuff in the sales realm as well that you can automate to some extent. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll talk about some of the things we like about it and some of the things that are really annoying about automation Um, and, you know, the importance of doing it well. I think this topic actually came about because of um, the automatic Twitter DMs that we kept getting. Yes, I... And there probably already is, but if not, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and coin that. We'll talk about how to use smart automation. I remember um, just relating things back to wrestling. Um, you know, coach said there that that there you can be aggressive, but then you can be intelligently aggressive. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of automation tools out there, and just because you're doing things automatically and it's getting out of the way doesn't necessarily mean that that it's the best way to go about doing it. So, in terms of the best strategies, we'll talk about what are good automation tools you can use. But also, what is the best way to use it so that way, so that way you're actually standing out? Because, and I think what was it? Well, and sometimes, I mean, a lot of times automation, I have fallen back on it because if I'm not going to automate certain things, then it's just not going to happen at all. And an automated version of it is better than not doing it all. In other situations not doing it at all is actually better. Like an automatic reply for a Twitter DM, thanks for the follow, go check out my website or anything like that. It would be better if you did not use that automation at all because chances are it puts a bad taste in my mouth. (laughs) I might unfollow you on the spot. If nothing else, I'm going to give you an eye roll. Um, And that's not really how you want to start off that kind of 
relationship. Yeah, then there, there's probably a, a better way to go about doing that, maybe in terms of timing. So, again, automation, it's not necessarily a bad thing. So if you had something that would automatically send out a tweet like, hey, check out my site. So maybe after someone's been following you for a couple of weeks or a couple of days or something like that, there, there are different ways to do it. But as soon as you follow someone, boom, you get hit. Um, you get hit with a you get hit with a pitch or something well, like that. Well, and the other thing, too, is like, okay, I've gotten the Twitter DMs where it's like, what's your site or what are you up to? And I'm like, well, right. So that's obviously automatic. All you'd have to look at is the Twitter bio and you get all the information you would need about me. Yeah, someone sent me a message on, on LinkedIn and you can clearly tell it was it was automatic. Thing. Or like, copy and paste it or whatever. Yeah, like you can tell when someone is asking a question specifically yeah. so that they can get their question in next. And that's... Right. That is a very key difference. You, if you're going to have a conversation, you're going to do things automatically. You don't do it so you can plan out what you want to say next. You know, you, right. it's... Have a legitimate interaction. So, like, in that regard, you know, automation is probably not your friend. Instead, take the time to, if there's somebody you do actually want to connect with and maybe create a professional relationship with on Twitter, look at their profile, look and see what they're doing, um, maybe give them some feedback or just even a simple retweet is better. You know, I know it takes, you know, five seconds to click retweet on something or to scroll through a feed so you can find something to retweet but i promise you that that gets you better attention than sending an auto dm so so why don't we go ahead and talk about uh smart automation so what sort of automation tools do you use from from a marketing standpoint so i have been using edgar um meetedgar.com um unfortunately they don't have an affiliate program I talk about them all the time, but uh, they don't have anything set up for that to share the spoils. But um, I have been using them. I use them for push-pull. I use them for mom-share. So what exactly does Edgar do? So Edgar allows you to create multiple libraries of content. So I can have a library that is all the push-pull sales podcasts, like the blog posts or the podcast episodes. I can have another library that is a bunch of relevant business articles that I'm finding around the web. Um, I can have another library that might be affiliate stuff. Um, And the nice thing is then you go to your weekly schedule and you schedule out your libraries. So every Monday morning at 7 a.m., I want to share a Push-Pull Sales podcast episode out on Twitter. I don't have to think about it. It cycles through my library. When it gets to the end of the library, it just goes back to the beginning. Um, you can have as much or as little control over it if you want. If you want to go through and shuffle it up every week, you can. If you want to just let it be, you can. Um, you can actually even add things in with RSS feeds. So if there's a site that you regularly share from, you add the RSS feed, you can have it added to your libraries automatically. Um, but you can also set it so that, like, you have to approve everything so you're, coming you're in. So you're mainly utilizing it as more of a content distribution tool. Yes. But, but But that doesn't mean that the Twitter and all the social media isn't monitored and it's not. Right. There's not your own stuff on top of it, but it does help get well, those key right, times Right, because out. the... the half-life of a tweet is is crazy small now there's just so much going on there's so much 
being posted to Twitter that your stuff gets lost. So you do really have to post things over and over again. Are and I know it feels that? a little bit uncomfortable. But people are not generally um, scrolling through your timeline. And the way that the nice thing about Edgar is once you set up your weekly schedule, you are able to balance it nicely so that you're not like, oh, shoot, I forgot to share, you know, our own blog posts and you share three of them. And then you're you can just schedule it out. So it's a well-balanced thing. Um, And it's stuff you'd be sharing anyway. But like if I have time to sit down and find a whole bunch of articles that I want to share with you guys, I'm not going to push it all out at once. That's, you know, that's not helpful for anybody. And it's also not helpful if I share it out once and people see it, you know, maybe a quarter, and that's being generous, probably about 10% of your audience might actually see it that particular time. So, of course, you share it out again. Um, The other thing is you can fill your libraries as full as you want them to be. Um, You know, I have libraries that are filled with hundreds of articles, and people aren't ever going to notice that I repeated something for the most part. Gotcha. Unless so, they're like, you know, your mom that gets notifications every single time you post something. Um, and there's other social media scheduling tools, obviously. You know, there's there's Hootsuite, there's Buffer, which I do really recommend Buffer. Um, but none of them have that recurring library feature. So if you have, you know, I had a backlog for MomShare of lots and lots of blog posts. And all I had to do was import the RSS feed to Edgar and they're all there for me and they're all being shared out on a regular basis. I'm giving life to older blog posts that I spent time on that I, you know, still agree with what I said. Um, and they're still being shared out and still helping other moms in that situation. Um, so Buffer, I wanted to mention too. So, so you, Edgar can, let me clarify, Edgar can do what Buffer can do. Right, you can do typical social media scheduling. Like, there's a section in Edgar where you can say, like, this only goes out once, and you can set that. But prior to Edgar, I was um, considering hiring, like, a virtual assistant or looking into that to have someone do social media scheduling for me because I was spending, you know, an hour or two hours on a Sunday evening scheduling out social media posts for the week. I wonder if there's people that actually do that like they hire a virtual assistant and the virtual and they just like, use I'm just gonna plug it in Edgar <laughs> maybe fooled you maybe but um well it says it does say like posted via Edgar or whatever so I don't know but um yeah so it was absolutely worthwhile then to, I know to not have to worry about it the unfortunate thing about Edgar is that it doesn't post to Pinterest, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but Buffer does. Buffer has one of the third-party access things with Pinterest, which is pretty rare. Um, Pinterest doesn't give now, that out willy-nilly. Now, in terms of using all these scheduling tools and stuff like that and being able to get your message on multiple platforms, it's nice to have that available because if you take the individual time to mm-hmm. get on Twitter, get on all these things. and The other cool thing is with Edgar, like, okay, I have an article I want to share. I put in the link. It shows me what my message will look like on Twitter and what it'll look like on Facebook, and I can adjust them right there. Buffer does that as well now. Okay. Um, I can ju- adjust it right there. I can also say which accounts I want to send it to, um, which is 
a big deal as well. So, so it helps you basically cover a bunch of space and really customize things. Whereas if you were, if if an individual were to spend the time on their phone to go through each and every one, even if you're copy pasting your yeah, oh my gosh, so time. much time, so much time, and and have to think out. And you know what I was doing with social media scheduling was like, well, where did I leave off last week? I had to keep records of like. Okay, which blog post did I leave off on? And now I have to pick up there to reshare things out. And of course, if I need to pause it, which is an important thing that I want to touch on a little bit, there's there's a pause button that it just pauses. It freezes all social media feeds and you can unpause it whenever you're ready again. Um, reasons that you would want to pause things like that is because big companies have gotten in trouble with that kind of thing where they have social media scheduled to go out and maybe you had a nice good morning message like it's a great day to be alive and there was some awful tragedy that happened in the town over um you know you you have to be social media scheduling uh, means that you still need to be aware of what's going on and you can still be posting live yeah nike they actually pulled and we recorded this before i'll mention it again you had that south african uh runner and their whole marketing thing for him the guy with uh the guy guy with no legs or missing part of his legs uh who i I don't know if i have to say allegedly no he definitely shot her did he i don't i haven't followed up with that story whoever whoever, uh uh, pistorius whatever it was like uh it was like fastest out the chamber and stuff like that like and it was like imagery of like a gun or something like that so obviously nike pulled that Right away, but can you imagine having that having that preloaded, right. having something coming out or anything that would that would have been existing? Right, he was a big part of their ad campaign featuring him and guns, and then him coming up on murder charges uh, would have you know been really bad news for Nike. Um, so even it's when it's unintentional, it's still really bad press. Nobody cares. Then um, it was accidental for the most part. Um, the other kind of thing is, of course, with automation, you can still be posting live. You can still be interacting in the comments. Um, you can, you know, some of the platforms do require a little bit more of that. Obviously, on Instagram, you can't schedule anything out. Um, if you're replying to comments on Facebook, you can't schedule that out. Um, if a uh, Pinterest, there's nothing that you can do you can schedule them but not like an edgar kind of thing you can't there's probably no um there's no way to automate snapchat correct right and no way to automate snapchat so it's kind of a weird thing and i know a lot of people are frustrated with having to put out so much content all the time this is a solution for that this is a solution for the businesses who do not have the time or the manpower to um, be doing this. I was actually sitting in um, a local like chain restaurant thing uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, I was working on stuff. And the the owner of that particular chain um, location was talking with like corporate. And he was saying how frustrated he was with social media and he doesn't have the time and it takes so much time and he can't post that many times a day and blah, blah, blah. And um, I actually went over and, you know, wrote down um, Buffer and Edgar uh, links on the back of a business card and, and handed it to him like, you know, here's a solution. Because it's true, he was frustrated. He's getting pressure from corporate that he has to post X amount of times every single day. 
and he felt like he was in over his head. You know, his priority was if someone comes into his restaurant, he needs to be able to feed them. Um, It wasn't so much on the marketing end. So I think it's a happy medium. Is it the best? No. I mean, if you were Gary Vee and you can have, um, you know, a dedicated staff of 650 employees that are... That's how many employees he has? 650 employees. I don't know how many are dedicated to his Gary Vaynerchuk stuff alone, but the amount of content he puts out is ridiculous. And he put it in perspective the one time and he was talking about how... He has one guy that all he does for like 10 hours a day or whatever is he looks for websites that will like republish his Gary Vee's content. That's all he does, <laughs> like full time work. And it put it into perspective that like we no wonder we feel like we see him everywhere because he is everywhere because he has someone dedicated to that. So we don't have to be everywhere but it's also important not to get frustrated with feeling like you're spinning your wheels um i think that's where some of these automation tools can come in handy um we'll talk about real quick pipeliner um if you go to pushpullsales.com slash pipeliner you'll get a free trial and it's another version of automation to some extent you have Uh, a little more experience with it yeah correct Pretty much, and when we talked about, it, we actually interviewed, or I, I interviewed um, their uh, their CEO and president. So a lot of times, if if you just look up sales and marketing automation, automatically what is going to come up, or automatically, <laughs> um, what's going to come up is is mainly about CRMs. You're not going to see a lot about the what you're talking about, the Edgars and the buffers. You'll see that a little bit, right. but a lot more of that is focused on the sales side. If you look up top 51 sales and marketing automation tools, mm-hmm. most of them are CRMs, customer client relationship management systems. Uh, the nice thing about CRM and some of the automation tools that are built into that, um, you have things like an email template, you know, where you can edit mm-hmm. some things on the fly or one of the nicest things, and it's rather unique about it, uh, it'll give you an idea of who should you call. So imagine that going through and saying, okay, well, this person here I had maybe five contacts in three months, and it's been six months since then. I should reach out to them. It takes some of that guesswork out of there, and it moves up priorities for task. And that's mm-hmm. one of the hardest things uh, salespeople have is, is in terms of keeping everything organized. So what what's, what uh, Pipeliner can do for you in terms of your small business um help you stay organized but also save time and also automate some of the things that maybe your sales reps don't have top of mind especially if you're dealing with maybe um a bunch of of mid-size or a bunch of 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 small size deals where you're not going after 20 or 30 people throughout the year and it's easy to keep track of them Mm -hmm. you might have a hundred you might have a thousand people that that you're trying to keep track of. Being able to organize that is very, very uh, key. Well, so I think it's nice too. They do a good job of like you put the information in. Once the information's there, you can organize it however you want to. You can look for different things. It it can kind of almost give you recommendations and reminders of like this is your goal. Here's how you're going to get there. Exactly. Yeah, and it'll also in terms of automation. 
it'll forecast for the sales rep basically like right. with what you have in your pipeline now you're not you're not you're not going to meet you, your goal yeah you don't do something or you're you're at, at what you're doing right now you're gonna or you can gonna, go on vacation yeah exactly you can go <laughs> slack on off for the next week so the website um check it out if you go to pushpullsales.com slash pipe liner like l-i-n-e-r-e uh what E-R-E? I'm sorry, E-R. Thank you. Pipe. (laughs) I'm messing up the link. All right, so pushpullsales.com slash pipeliner, L-I-N-E-R. They actually just recently announced, I believe, a light version, a brand new version, uh, or not brand new, maybe most updated uh, rollout, um, kind of like iOS, how they do that and Android. Mm -hmm. Um, But regardless, uh, head on over pushpullsales.com slash pipeliner. Um, tremendous, uh, tremendous software provider. Really, really great tool. Um, you made a good point too that your version of automation really depends on which industry and which department you're in. So, you know, for me living in like the content marketing, blogging, you know, digital kind of strategy stuff my mind is towards those tools and social media and all of that. You know, obviously Marcello with being a sales manager is in the sales realm and needing those CRMs and those kind of systems and automation tools. Um, And another kind of segment of that, I would say more for the business owners um, and, you know, on the website itself, but you can have technology do a lot for you in terms of personalization and automation. So um, a lot of companies use it for like cart abandonment. So you add something to your cart, you close out of the browser, you ignore it, maybe you go buy it on another site, maybe you just, you know, are trying to decide about it and you get a follow-up email. Maybe there's a coupon, maybe it's just a reminder, Um, Maybe it's you left this, did you mean to, or here's some other things that you might want instead. Um, It's definitely a really useful tool, and you can get as fancy as you want to with website customization and email marketing as far as, you know, you read this blog post, here's some related stuff. Or we know XYZ about you because of something you downloaded and handed over your information, and now we can you know, customize your user experience based on that. Um, Those forms of automation that actually improve the user experience can really, really help your bottom line. Oh, yeah, and I was was reading that. That's right into what I wanted to talk about, too. Um, I was reading a book. I don't don't remember. I think it was by Ryan Levesque, and uh, it was, I think it was called, like, something about surveys or ask or something along those lines. But um, I haven't finished it. I just started it. But one of the premises there, and it's not a bad idea, is when you are first getting that customer on board, spend a little bit more time in terms of coming up with more thoughtful questions and surveys Mm -hmm. and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so you can tailor content for them. So I remember I went to a... um, uh, it was a speaker at a a Vistage thing. And actually, mainly what he did is he was talking about... um, sales assessments and personalities and stuff like that but his website is really good so it'll ask you what's your title mm-hmm. it'll ask you some key questions about your employee size and stuff like that and it, it is done in such a way so that that marketing so that those drip campaigns and those emails and everything thing, you know, everything comes out it's specific to your company it's specific mm-hmm. to your title and your size well, whereas and a lot of people love talking about themselves too like if you can ask the right questions in the right way They'll Mm -hmm. give you a lot of information. I mean, especially we're used to sharing 
plenty of ourselves. We're used to sharing a lot of our personal information through social media and whatever else. That's that. That's actually very interesting because I'm not I'm not as open to give information right away. Um, but because he said in advance that it would be tailored toward you, right? Because if not, I see that as this and is this is an online thing trying to get. Right. It's trying to sell me. It's right. just trying it's, to get information. It's, it's just information gathering. And there's, and and there's a, no value. That's a really key difference in that we're not going. We're not trying to gather your information to sell it to spammers. <laughs> we're trying to gather your information so that we can bring you the most value. So that we're not sending you um, emails that you don't care about. You know, we're sending you the blog posts that are related to sales. Exactly. It's it's not, it's not like one of those like Facebook things where you click it and no matter what you say, it's going to say uh, you're right. <laughs> you're going to live on a tropical island and your aura is green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but no, I said I was from Jersey this time around. Oh man. <laughs> um, so talking about smart automation and what are some things you can do and and using using the technology to help automate tasks and stuff like that that are more time consuming it's not necessarily a bad thing however when you use it as a crutch or when that is pretty mm-hmm. much your your only tool there is no autopilot well and it's still to... not an excuse for not putting out good content like with Edgar I'm not just phoning it in and saying yeah sure I mean there's people you can go look on Twitter that just whatever gets posted to Huffington Post business blog, they share out automatically. Um, you know, with you can do that, but with Edgar, I'm taking the time to make sure that each of these articles are something that I feel like would be valuable to our audience. And I think that's an important um, distinction, and I think that's a lot of times why automation gets a bad rap. Um, but a lot of times there there should be a human touch at some point along the line, hopefully. Um, so talking about an automation, I see you have on your list uh, Mailchimp. Oh, that was just kind of along the lines of of email marketing. So, you know, in Mailchimp you can set up and most email things. You know, when somebody signs up for your email list, you send them a specific set of like five emails. Um, you know, the first one's about this, second one's about something else related, you know, and you can kind of space out what you want to pitch to them at what time, um, and, and hopefully they're, you know, value-packed things. And maybe you can maybe you can answer this question. Um, and we're, we, we started doing this and thinking about automation, using it to save time. So for my company, uh, P&G Logistics, we started a new initiative every month. Mm-hmm. All the new customers at the end of the month are going to get a survey. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, what I'm doing is I'm dumping emails into SurveyMonkey. Um, is there a different service or is there a different tool that you know of where basically you can just take it and tailor it? Um, be like, okay, well, this was this kind of customer. Maybe I'll ask these five questions because this is a larger oh, right. account. Is there any way that you can tailor your surveys? I haven't done as much with surveys. I'd be curious to hear um, here and tweet us if you guys have any recommendations for that at Push Pull Sales. Um, a lot of what I've done with surveys is I set a survey. It's all the same questions um, and use uh, Google Forms. Mm-hmm. And then you can just send one link to everybody. They fill out the form and the information automatically goes into a Google Sheet. And this is where having technology makes it easier because you mm-hmm. can go in and you can see, okay, rather than go through off the top of my head or rather than to, I hate for lack of a better word, survey 
the people on my on my teams. Okay, who was activated this month? Who did we start doing, or what service mm-hmm. did, did we end up shipping to them? You can go in the system, and it'll like in a CRM. Exactly, like a CRM. If you put okay, closed one, closed one, I can see that. Okay, what what are you going to do next month? Or hey, what do you have next week? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of uh, forecasting and stuff like that. Right. Um, but, yeah, adding something along those lines. So we talk about smart, uh, you, talk, you talk about uh, smart automation, where mm-hmm. it's not always the exact same thing. Or, you know, if someone had a terrible experience and you know that they had a terrible experience, right. you already you're spoke not going yeah, to automatically survey. send them. So you have a combination of the automation and you also have that, you also have that human element. You mm-hmm. know, there, there is no replacement. And this is why if you look uh, in terms of tech companies and stuff like that, Sales is never going to go away. You can't automate that position. Marketing, too. There's some things you can automate, but somewhere along the line, you need a person to do the research to make to make the programs work themselves. Um, so and to understand who you're speaking to. To understand who you, who you, you exactly to understand who, who who you're talking to, and that's really what how, how we feel is marketing is basically uh, getting is getting a customer's attention and and, and bringing them mm-hmm. into bringing them in. Bring them into the fold, bring it into the sales funnel. Mm-hmm. Sales is more along the lines of analyzing. You're interested. Now we want your money. <laughs> exactly. You get them interested, and then you can do either custom. And it's really changed. It's more so uh, toward custom tailoring a solution, but mm-hmm. also challenging the customer. Where you might say, you know, I understand what you were looking for was this. However, mm-hmm. based on what you're saying, this is really what you need, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Or to get them to think of uh, to get them to think of a different idea. Because if a customer if they have access to the internet, they can pretty much research you, your competitors, and what products are out there, and they can have a general idea or almost a, almost the a perfect idea of, of what they want. You're not really providing any sort of value if you're not, uh, per, you know, presenting may, 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 maybe a different solution that's better for them or giving them a different idea or maybe better justifying an ROI in a way the customer hadn't thought of and that was part of that book and if you look it's one of our recommended uh, reads called the challenger sale mm-hmm. that's really where sales is going and that takes out that automation okay well you question one two three four five you said a a a b you get this product i'll see you along the way mm-hmm. we're talking order takers here and again if you're listening to this uh, sales and marketing podcast you're not you're not an order taker you're you're either a salesperson or you're a marketing professional or you're an entrepreneur um, or something along those lines. I have one more automation thing. Even though that was a good wrap up, I'm gonna. It was. You ruined it. I know. I'm oh, gonna. Man. I'm gonna back up and offer one more automation tool because when we did this podcast originally, it blew your mind a little bit um, with IFTTT. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if this, then that. It's an app. Um, you can get it for Android or iOS. But basically, you can make your phone do anything. Um, you can set up different recipes, they call them. You can create your own. You can research their recipes. But I'm gonna it put could be... I'm going to chips and pancakes. What? You said recipe. Chocolate chip pancakes. <laughs> yeah. No. So if this, then that. So if Marcello emails me, send me a text message. Um, if I drive arrive at this location put a start time on my Google Calendar. When I leave the location, put an end time on my How Google Calendar. How does it know you got into that location? You allow location. Doesn't that kill your battery? You asked that last time. I asked that last time, too. <laughs> Chances are, I think there's always something open on my phone that's using my location. If you can get the whole text message, and that's 
That's a really good idea. And I was very skeptical about if this, then that, until you said that. So, for example, you right. mean if to tell me if you send out a like, like, like email a that you, or, yeah, you're yeah. waiting to hear from them and you know it's important and you, you don't want to have to be checking your email nonstop? Yeah. Set them up so you can get a text message. And the other thing that I like. You have to isolate it because if not, what the sales rep is going to do is then they're just going to get alert for everything. Well, everything's important. Right. No, has to be something important. Um, the other thing I use it for is if I post to Instagram, it posts to Twitter as a native Twitter picture instead of a link, like an Instagram link. So, like, as you're scrolling through the feed, it'll show up in Twitter as a picture. Why would you want to do that versus sending them to your Instagram? I guess because then people would see Because it's annoying. Yeah, people aren't... I hate when I have to do an extra step and click through to look at your picture. I'd rather just see it there. Okay. And a lot of times it is. Those are the things where it's like, it's more about the user experience than having them come over to my Instagram. I would rather them say like, oh, that's a good picture. Maybe I should check out her Instagram rather than like, ugh. I have to go click her Instagram link. Gotcha. Forget it. Gotcha. So, so there's kind of endless possibilities with that. Um, I think Android uses some of the NFC technology to incorporate different recipes and whatever. So IFTTT, which stands for if this, then that. Gotcha. You can check that out as well. So to but, um, wrap up. Yep. So to wrap up, automation is great um, in some situations. It doesn't take the human element out of it you still have to do good work you still have to produce good content um there are situations where automation can absolutely help you along the way um save you time let you focus on some other things and you know if live posting to facebook and interacting on facebook brings you more of an roi than scheduling it you know, it's it. just all about, yeah, it's what's going to make them, what's going to be the best for you. What's going to look better? You know, a lot of small businesses, if you go to a Facebook page and you see that they have like, they post twice a week, automate it. Take the time, sit down, take the time so that there's there's interesting stuff going out all the time. You don't know what's going to catch someone's eye. Um, use automation, make it work for you, check in with it. Um, but yeah, you still have to do a good job. And I think that's where a lot of people get in trouble is that they think, you know, there's passive income or that <laughs> there's a way to just sit back and let, you know, technology or other people do it for you. And the, the fact of the matter is you got to put in the work. Yeah, there's, there's uh, what, what, again, Gary Vee's like, the whole illusion of, like, the guy who has this you saw that magical internet tool. No, you probably said it, like, smoke, like smoking a blunt on, on the Facebook. beach or something yeah. like that, like, doing not, that drives me crazy, and there's plenty like, of. I can rent a boat and girls for the day. I can, you know, take everything out of my bank account and yeah, then like, put it back in. Yeah, like, the it, for that, it, it's pretty much the, uh. Well, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, how you had like the old school like snake oil sales. Yeah, you had the whole you had the whole Montebanks whatever right. on their bench and and peddling whatever. That is pretty much an illusion. That that doesn't. There's right. a very very small percentage of people. A lot of times people don't see the work that was put in. So right. th- there are great tools, but you still have to put in the work. There is there is no excuse. There is no there is no replacement for hard work. And I'm gonna I'm gonna quote 
Uh, we saw that movie preview and stuff like that where we're with The Rock and Kevin Hart. And he used to be, like, fat. Oh, the preview, yeah. And, yeah, and he goes, like, so what'd you do? Well, I, did, I just did one thing. What was that? Right, he got, he got like, in mega shape. Like, you know, he was fat in high school and now looks like The Rock. Like, he's himself now. And he was like, nah, I worked out for six hours a day, seven days a week for 20 years. That's it. Right? <laughs> Simple it. as that. Um, but, yeah, automation can help you... Um, focus on the things that you're really good at and the things that are really going to help move your business forward. Um, it can also bring a little bit of balance to your life too. Um, if you're living in the content strategy world and the digital marketing world, you know, at some point you feel like Facebook and Twitter and all of that, all social media rules your life. So it's nice to have the option to get rid of those chains a little bit and, um, give you the freedom to actually strategize a little bit more instead of worrying about what's going to go out this hour. Good stuff. You gave some great tools and gave some uh, some words of caution in terms of how to use it, when to hold the reins and stuff like that. If you have any different ideas for future podcasts, anything else you want us to cover, if you have a different tool or different automation tool yeah, that you one use about, for your business. One about surveys that yeah. Marcella needs. Where Tweet at me. Yep. Tweet us at sales. You can always email us, uh, pushpullsales at gmail.com. You can head to pushpullsales.com um, for show notes and anything like that. Um, read some blog posts that I've been putting up there. We've been alternating um, podcast and then blog post and podcast and blog post. Um, and don't forget to check out pushpullsales.com slash pipeliner um, to and try out that C. <laughs> <laughs> to try out that CRM. Um, but thank you to you guys for listening and thank you to bensound.com for our intro and outro music. We will check in with you soon. Later.